Proverbs 3, 5 through 8. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him, and he will make your path straight. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Sometimes when I'm preparing to preach, usually I have some path I'm following through the scriptures. And that way I'm not just picking out whatever I want to talk about each week, but I'm making sure I cover the full breadth of the scriptures over time. And sometimes I'm, I happen to be in a passage that I just don't feel like is going to be immediately obvious and practical to us. For instance, one of the passages I might preach before we're out of Proverbs this year has to do with um, co-signing loans. It's that specific. Um, and I think I probably will preach that passage. And in my mind, I'm thinking that's going to be obviously applicable to like two people in the church. But it's in God's word. I want to cover it all. But this passage is not one of those passages. This passage is very practical for every single one of us. It's one of the passages the Lord has used in my life more than any other. Uh, I've mentioned before, it's engraved on a watch that Meredith gave me when we were dating. Uh, it really has been a source of guidance for me. Uh, throughout all those years of young adulthood, when you're making all the decisions that affect your life, this passage was like my guiding principle. Um, so I'm very excited about this sermon. I've been looking forward to this one for a while. Um, we're going to just approach it in a real straightforward way. And I'd like to pray once again. I know it seems like I'm always wanting to pray. It's not such a bad thing, though, is it? Um, I, I just always notice how frail my efforts are when I'm standing up here to preach and how much we need the Holy Spirit to speak to us and God to act. So please pray with me once more and pray for yourself and pray for me to serve well. Pray for yourself to, to be able to have the energy to be attentive and the heart to receive his word and to be transformed. This could be one of those things where 20 years from now we look back and we remember. I remember that Sunday that God grabbed me by the jowls and said, trust me, trust me, trust me. It could change our lives. So let's pray together before we launch into this passage. Thank you, Father, for allowing me to serve your people and preach this morning. I just publicly confess that I do not deserve to be able to preach, and I have no good thing in me apart from Jesus Christ and him alone. Help us to approach this text and your word with humility and openness this morning. I know that we're still distracted. Many of us are tired. Um, our stomachs may already be growling. It can be very difficult for us to simply concentrate on your word. I pray that you'd help us to rise above those things this morning. And may we become a people that trust in you with our whole heart. In Jesus' name, amen. So let's begin with verse 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. To trust in the Lord means to trust in the Lord. It's, there's nothing tricky in the original language. It means just what you would think. Trust in the Lord. 
but the wise person trusts in the Lord with all their heart, their whole heart. The wise person does not diversify his faith it's like 70% in the Lord, 30% in um, his physical health or his finances or people or plans or anything else. 100% trust in the Lord is the wise way. 100% trust in the Lord, 0% leaning on our own understanding. That word leaning just means to, to put your weight on it, to support yourself on it. I think the main message that God wants us to hear this morning, he brought us each here, is no accident. I think the main thing he wants me to remind you of, he's already been reminding me as I've been preparing, and I think he wants me to remind you that he is fully trustworthy. The Lord is fully trustworthy. And since he's fully trustworthy, we can trust him fully. When we are partially trusting in the Lord, we reveal that no matter what we say, what we truly believe is that he is only partially trustworthy. Partial trust in the Lord reveals that we believe he's only partially trustworthy. But he's fully trustworthy. We can trust in the Lord with all of our heart. Have you ever been riding with someone for me when I first got my license? Uh, my mother was definitely this way. Have you ever been driving and the person in the passenger seat keeps operating imaginary brakes? And grabbing the handrest. And my mom, what she would always do was go, <gasps> I was like, Mom, I've got this. I know what I'm doing. Every, every attempt to hit the brakes that's not there is very annoying to the person driving. And do you know why it's so annoying to the person driving? Because it doesn't just show that you got a little scared. It shows that you don't trust them. It shows that you think that they're going to run into that mailbox or swerve into that ditch. That's why it's, it, it's so frustrating to the person behind the wheel. That's the same essence of what we do in our lives when we're pumping the imaginary brakes. And when we fear, we're revealing that we don't trust the Lord fully. Now, I'm not saying that to you, like to condemn you who struggle with fear and anxiety, even the severest forms all the way to panic attacks, because I'm with you in that. I have experienced a panic attack. Now, earlier in my life, I had no clue what that was like. I had zero responsibilities, and so I was just very relaxed about everything. And my life motto was, it always works out. And I started dating Meredith, and she was a lot more serious-minded. She did excellently in school and uh, took life seriously. And I would see her getting stressed out about stuff, and I would always say, it always works out. I was like C average and, you know, very mediocre, and she's like awesome. Now I get it. Now I have a wife and I have children and I, get, I pastor a church and I have real responsibilities. And so I know stress and I know anxiety and I know fear. I, so I'm with you here. But when we're anxious, we are that passenger pumping the imaginary brakes. And we're saying, God, I know you say you're in control and I know you say you're powerful. and I know you say you love me. But in this moment, I just don't believe it at least not fully. Maybe you're, maybe you're well-intentioned, but I don't think you've got me. I think this is out of control. Or maybe you're powerful and you could 
take care of me, but you must not be paying attention right now because this life circumstance has come upon me. The Lord is fully trustworthy. We can trust him fully. It reminds me of a story about Sandy. I was going to ask her permission this morning if I could use this story, and she's not here. So permission granted as far as I'm concerned. (laughs) But she has told the story. You know, she sings a lot at funerals and weddings and things. I think it was her sister, but I can't remember. But she was singing at an unfamiliar church. I'm going to say it was her sister. I think that's right, Nancy. Um, And they'll correct me if I'm not right on that. But before Sandy came up to sing, Nancy sitting in the pew behind her leaned forward and whispered, Sandy, I forgot to mention, those steps are rotten and hollow underneath. And you have to be really careful when you walk up the steps to sing because I don't want you to fall through. It'd be really embarrassing. Just hang on to that railing. There was a railing there. So Sandy got up to sing and she's like very carefully gripping this railing and tiptoeing up only to find out later that Nancy was just joking around. There was nothing wrong with her. And so everybody sitting out there was wondering what is wrong with her. See, we, we live under the impression that our foundational trust in God is faulty. And when we're eaten up with anxieties, often it reveals that we have a faulty understanding of our foundation of our God, of our Lord. He's fully trustworthy. We don't have to lean on our own understanding like Sandy on that railing. Our understanding wasn't meant to hold up our weight. God was. He is fully powerful. He is fully present. He is fully aware. He is fully concerned. And some of you might be thinking that I get that. I believe that. That is the religious ideal that we could be these Christians who genuinely fully trust in the Lord with all the particulars of our families and our workplace and our lives. But I'm not coming to you presenting a religious ideal. Remember, we're in Proverbs. I'm presenting wisdom to you. What Proverbs is saying, what God is saying to us isn't, it would be spiritually mature of you to trust in the Lord fully. He's saying it would be wise of you. It would be spiritually mature of you, but it's also wise to trust fully in the Lord, which means on the other side to trust in him only partially does not just reveal spiritual immaturity. It reveals folly. It's foolish not to trust fully in the Lord. You think about your life. What all you understand now that you did not understand 10 years ago. Think of you a decade ago and compare you a decade ago with the you of now. Which one understands more? How much more? You know, for me, I'm 32 now. A decade ago, I was 22. And I was newly married. And we didn't have Elias yet. I didn't know what I was going to do. I had gone to seminary but decided I didn't want to be a vocational minister. I wanted to provide for my family through another means and just be a regular guy in the church. I didn't have any clue what it meant to be a father. I didn't have any clue what it meant to be a pastor. I really didn't have any clue what it meant to be a husband yet. We'd only been married a couple weeks. I didn't understand what uh, it was like to watch someone die. Now I do. 
I didn't understand what it, what it was like to grieve in that way. I didn't understand um, what it felt like to be seized with deep, deep emotional turmoil. I understand that much better now from personal experience and from uh, working with many folks in this room in counseling. So this, here I am now at 32. Imagine where I'll be at 42 in understanding. Do you think I'll grow in understanding? I mean, I hope so. Many of you are thinking, I hope so. So from just one week to the next, we grow in understanding. There is a, a, a vast infinity of things that we just don't understand. Now compare that not with the you of 10 years from now, but with God himself. Who understands better? You or the God who created everything, including just the rules of reality, how, how life works itself, and you carefully knit you together in your mother's womb. He's omnipresent, so he's everywhere at all times. You know, 20 years ago, he is. 20 years from now, he is. Thinking back to your childhood, he is. Thinking forward to your deathbed, he is. All-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere present. How foolish it is to look at him and what he says and put it aside and instead lean on our understanding. We don't understand anything compared to God. Now, I want this to be a very practical word for us today. I want you to get in your mind, your life and your situations. So if you are someone who has undergone a great loss, like we were talking about uh, with the Roller family, and many within our church have very recently in the last one year, two years, three years, 10 years, lost loved ones, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. You lose someone really close to you and, and you don't know how to live life without that person in your life. It's okay if you don't understand how to live life without that person in your life. Lean not on your understanding. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. You know, some of you are grandparents and you have grandchildren that just worry you sick. And you see them making decisions that seem like they're going to destroy their lives and it's driving you crazy and you don't feel like you have the voice into their life that you wish you did and you can't control it. It's okay. You can trust in the Lord with all your heart in regard to that grandchild. Take them before the Lord in prayer. You don't have to control it. He will. Marriage trouble, job trouble, whatever it may be, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And you say, well, I don't understand how I can do that. That's okay. You're not supposed to lean on your own understanding anyway. Just trust in the Lord. Just trust in the Lord. I really think that's the one thing he wants me to tell you this morning. Just trust in the Lord. So let's go on to the next verse. <clears throat> in all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make straight your paths. Ways and paths. I have spent an inordinate amount of time trying to figure out the difference between the Hebrew word translated ways and the Hebrew word trans translated paths. And I've searched all through Proverbs and the Bible comparing these words, trying to make sure I understood the difference between the two because I felt like there was a difference and that it was important. And I think that there is. And here's what I found. 
Okay? When Proverbs uses the word translated way or ways, it's referring to your manner of moving forward. And when it uses the word path or paths, it's referring to the actual pathway. Okay, so that your ways are, are the way that you operate as you go, and your paths are the, the highways that you travel. All right, and the Lord has provided through technology a perfect illustration for this with GPS. Okay, how many of you navigate almost purely around by your iPhone or your GPS now? Anybody? Somebody? A couple people? Okay, when I'm in unfamiliar territory, I rely completely on my iPhone now. And the map tells me where to go, and I sit it beside me, and it tells me each next step. And it has proven so reliable that I don't even look ahead. I don't even look ahead at the steps. I just listen to what it says each next step, each next step. Okay? This is how the Lord is saying things work. You focus on your ways. Acknowledge him in your ways. With the way you go about things, show that you know the Lord. Acknowledge him. Okay, so if thinking about our illustration of driving, your ways would be, you know, using your turn signal, 10 and 2 on the wheel, using your rearview mirror, not texting while you're driving, focusing on what you're doing as you go. Okay, your path is what, Siri is taking care of telling you, turn right on this street, turn left on this street. You know, our, when I got a new phone, it updated that app and it, Meredith was frustrated because she couldn't figure out how to get from where it just told you the next step to see the full list of turns. And you can do it, but she just had trouble figuring it out. And it reminds me so much of our frustration with God when we're, we want him to show us the full map, don't we? You know, there's some upheaval in your life and you don't want to just know the next step. You want to know, want to know the next 15 steps. And he just doesn't operate like that. He wants you to trust him with your ways. Acknowledge him in your ways. He'll make your path straight. You acknowledge him with your ways. He'll take care of your path. He doesn't show us the full path. He shows us his ways Now, I don't mean that you should never plan ahead. Clearly, it's wise to plan ahead, but don't lean on your plans and don't don't build your plans based on your understanding. There's a Proverbs, I think it's 16.9, that said, uh, man plans his steps, but the Lord directs his path. So you plan all you want, but if you'll acknowledge him in all your ways, he'll direct you, he'll make it straight. So if you're having... I don't know, whatever it is, I just spent Friday with the Young Adult Connection, and I look at them, and I remember what it's like to be at that stage of life, and you've got so many decisions to make, and so many variables, and so many options. It's nearly impossible to know how to proceed when you get out of high school, and you start having to make these decisions. This principle, this passage, could be such a comfort. You don't have to know everything. You don't have to understand You don't have to know 10 steps ahead. Just listen for his voice. He'll tell you the next step and you just keep being faithful in your ways as you go. So if you are a young person trying to figure out what career path to take, for you mainly, focus on your ways and your current work. 
You don't know what job God's going to want you to have in 10 years, but you know he wants you to work hard now with honesty and integrity, with an unselfish, loving heart. You know those ways. So often we, we don't want to hear about the ways. We want to hear about the path. And God says, no, just trust me. It's like my kids. They want to know 50 steps ahead, exactly what to expect. And so just trust me. I love you. Right now, I just want you to get your school stuff out of the van. Let's focus on getting your school stuff out of the van. Then we'll discover what snack will be awaiting you in the house. Then you'll know later when screen time will be. But right now, this step, acknowledge me in your ways. Get your school stuff out of the van. I think God looks at us like that. Just relax. When it's time, I'll tell you these other steps. But right now, you're sitting in church. So right now, listen to my word. Or right now, I know your situation with your spouse isn't ideal. And you don't know what it's going to look like a year from now. But right now... You're here in this conversation. Be faithful now in this. Acknowledge me in your ways now. You don't have to know everything. I know everything. Verse 7 sort of sums up all of this just in another way. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on verse 7 because I I do want to get to verse 8. And I don't know if you can tell, but I feel like my voice is like just about done for the day. I've gotten that cold that my family's been passing around. But I will point out, the wise person doesn't think of himself as wise. The wise person fears the Lord and recognizes that in any given situation, the Lord is the most significant factor. that's, That's part of what it means to fear the Lord. It's to recognize that he's the one that matters most. So, so to put it back in, in a family context, you're having some family turmoil, some relational struggle. The most significant factor in that situation isn't you or that child or that spouse or whoever. It's God. So don't be wise in your own eyes. Fear him. Trust him. Acknowledge him in your ways. He'll make your path straight. I want to go ahead and land on verse 8. This is such a sweet verse to me. It feels like one of those moments where the Lord is so kind when I get to verse 8. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Healing to your flesh, literally, and some of your translations may say navel. And as I was researching it, it doesn't seem that there's any reason to translate it flesh instead of navel, except that we don't talk about our navels that much. But the idea in the Hebrew culture was that your navel was sort of the center of your physical humanity. It was, it was where you received all your nutrients from your mom when you're, in, when you're in the womb. This will be healing to your, the center of your physical body. It will be refreshment, nourishment to your bones. One translation rendered it, uh, your bones will be full of marrow. And there's no escaping just the utter physicality of this principle. He's saying, if you will operate according to God's design here and trust him, 
your body will be healthier. Because remember, we're not talking morality here in Proverbs. We're talking wisdom. This is how you were designed to operate. You weren't designed to build up an impressive understanding so that you could lean on that to find your way through life. You were designed to trust in the Lord. And when we operate by our design, even physically we do better. And there's all kinds of studies out there that reveal the effects of leaning on our own understanding. And what stress does and what anxiety does over time takes an intense physical toll. The Lord really is fully trustworthy. We really can fully trust him. You know, when you're, when you're young, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When your parents get a divorce, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When your dog dies, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When you're dealing with difficult people, when you can't figure your life out, even when all is well, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. When you feel bad about yourself, when your husband disappoints you, when you have regrets that are haunting you, you can trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Let the weight of straightening out your own path just fall off your shoulders here today. That's not your job. Your job is to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways and just trust him. And in Jesus Christ, we can do that. We can trust, we can acknowledge, we can look at the cross of Jesus Christ and know without a shadow of of a doubt that there is no distance God won't cover for his children. There is no sacrifice too great. He has proved his love for you. He's proved his power. We can trust him. Let's pray. Father, I'm very grateful for this passage. It has been such a gift to me. Let us be a people who trust you with all our hearts. Let us be a people who do not lean on our own understanding. Let us be a people who acknowledge you in all of our ways. And let this lifestyle of trust and obedience result in healing for our flesh and refreshment for our bones. Let the world look at your people, Christians, and think those are the most peaceful people in all the world. Lord, let that happen among us in Jesus' name. Amen.